Well, we want to thank our sponsors for this episode to help us put this episode on. Jennifer Fagan of Neighbors Insurance in Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Cards, Sports Cards of Oskaloosa. We want to thank Wayland State Bank. We want to thank Henshaw Trailer Sales of Kyoto, Iowa. McDonald's Boneyard of Kyoto, Iowa. R&B Breaks Facebook page. B&B Propane. Elsie'sKitchen.net for contributing to making this episode possible. Well, what we do here is we've got a, a, a what is known as the sickle. I've got all the coaches uh, that I could get a hold of and uh, at, tagged in a couple pregame interviews with uh, uh, all the coaches of the sickle. So this is basically this week in baseball sickle version. Uh, and it's our Father's Day edition. This is our gift to our listeners for Father's Day. Uh, a little South Iowa Cedar League or affectionately known as the sickle. Thanks for listening, and you're going to enjoy this program. Well, we are headed to Kyoto, Iowa, as we're talking to Coach McCombs about the Kyoto Eagles. Uh, well, uh, I got to see one of your games uh, uh, this week, and it was a good one. Uh, go over the games you played this week. Uh, we played Glenville solely and uh, lost that one uh, to a really, really good Glenville team. And they played Brooklyn, and – Snuck that one, snuck away from that one there. Uh, had some questionable calls here and there, kind of, you know, made it closer than what I would have liked to be. But, uh, you know, we played well and the other team played well. So, it was a close game, good one. And then uh, ended up losing to Iowa Valley there uh, on Friday. Well, uh, you, you play in a, 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 a conference where it seems like outside of uh... – Say Linville, Soli, and uh, uh, Sigourney. Also, uh, anybody can beat anybody, and that's exactly what happened this week. Uh, you went. Uh, what's going on with the sickle? Where there's just not just your team, but you know, so many teams are going one and one. Uh, everybody's beating each other up, aren't they? Yeah. Um, no, it just everybody's got. I mean, it, it's it's pitching right now. It's what it is. I mean, we I knew going into the season they're really, really good pitchers in our conference. And, uh, you know, every team seems to have one or two really, really good pitchers. And, you know, it's one, it's one of those things we happen to see the really good pitcher about every time we play anybody. So uh, it seems like everybody wants to save him for us. So, so uh, no, it's it's definitely different than what I'm used to. And, uh, you know, it's that that's what it is, is those uh, – those, every team has that one pitcher, and when they pitch, it's usually – a battle to win it so well uh they're always a battle but i i'm in love with the sickle because of it you know what i mean i never sit down and know exactly what's going to happen or who's going to win and always take some dramatic thing to win the game well let's go over the players that did perform this week uh, uh there was a plenty of them uh uh wednesday night against bgm yeah um no the, the game on Len, uh, lenville was really only High performer we had was uh, Caleb Waterhouse. Caleb had two doubles and, I mean, played really, really well. And, I mean, other than that, uh, didn't really have a whole lot of uh, offense and only gave – we gave up six unearned runs and our defense didn't play real well either. So, uh, really, Caleb was really the only highlight in that game for us. Then we went to Brooklyn and Brooklyn came to Kyoto and the uh, – Shoot the Brooklyn game was, I mean, Aiden threw well. 
played really, really good defense. Uh, and we had three or four kids that hit really, really well that game. So uh, now we, we strung them together, and uh, and that was that was really bad game. I mean, we we had a pretty good defense there, and when you play good defense, you win most of your games. So yeah, and when your defense plays good, they play very, very good. Uh. Yeah. Well, uh, Friday, um, you didn't get much offense going. You you, you didn't give up too many runs. Uh, you could have won a game that you gave up four runs. What was the what was going on in that game? Um, we just we, we, we struggled to play. I mean, we played solid defense. Didn't have I think I think we had one one error. Uh, played pretty solid defense all the way through the night, and uh, it was a close game. I mean, it seemed like we get one kid on base, and then. They'd get out of it. They'd get one kid on base. We'd get out of it. And, you know, went back and forth for quite a while, and then uh, they broke it open and scored some runs. And we couldn't get anything across. I tried to, you know, safety squeeze to score somebody early on and didn't get the bunt down. So I mean, at least wasn't suicide squeeze. Learned learned my lesson from that one. And you know, <laughs> the uh, just just different things just didn't didn't go our way. I mean, that's kind of how how things go. Uh, no, our defense turned three double plays. I think. I mean, we hey, that's good news. Of, that's really good news. Yeah, no, we we played some of the best defense we've we played this year against them. I mean, we had one ball that was hard hit and you know got in, got in the glove and then uh, couldn't get the grip on it, and that that was our one error, which just kid couldn't get the grip on it to throw it in time, and kind of a. Uh, you know, that thing kind of kind of thing happens on occasion. So uh, no, it's we we played 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 pretty well. Uh, Evan Vitito hit the ball really really well. Uh, I mean, we, yeah, we he's just, been coming on, hasn't he? He's he's turned into a he's, beast. He's he's working at it. I mean, that's that's the big thing. I mean, a lot, a lot of the kids. I mean, we, we've got three or four kids that are still working hard. You know, even when I'm not around, they're still going in to work, getting work in. So that, those three or four kids are the ones who were. Uh, you know, outperforming everybody else right now. So that's that's the big one. All right. Well, let's talk about this week. Uh, you got you, there's only a couple of weeks left of the season. You uh, fortunately are on a three week straight, three games a week uh, schedule. So you're 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 not really pushing your pitching, and I think that's going to bode well for how you performed. I think you did good enough to stay right in the mix. As it doesn't seem like anybody took advantage. I knew New Sharon's lost a few games. Uh, uh, we're going to be talking to some of the other coaches, but uh, um, it still seems like everybody's bunched up in the middle, don't they? Doesn't yeah, it? and, and uh, no, this, this next week's going to be a tough week. We've got, uh, I mean, we got three really, really good teams. We're blind. We could go 0-3. We could go 2-1. We could go 1-2. I mean, could go 3-0. I mean, it's really one of those things. We got the... Those are the possibilities. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, it's just funny because I, I don't know because we've got... I mean, this, this is probably our toughest week is this this upcoming week, so I don't know how... Well, what do we got go. here? Uh, we've got... We've got uh, Sigourney on Monday. Sigourney on uh, Monday. All right. Well, there now I know what I'm doing Monday. Yeah, we got Sigourney at Sigourney on Monday, and then we have uh, um, Southeast Warren is really good team on Wednesday, and then we go to Bell Plain on Friday, and Bell Plain, you know, isn't playing really really well too. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be a tough week this week. Yeah, Bell Plain uh, gave you all you wanted last time you played, uh, um, and that'll be a great game. And you guys are just going to have to play. That you know, but that you're capable of beating everyone. I think you have beat everyone, uh, except for maybe Sigourney. You got your chance to do that Monday. 
And you're home Wednesday against Southeast Warren? Yep. That might be a good game, too. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, uh, get another chance to, to check out the Kyoto Eagles this week. Uh, um, well, Coach, uh, anything else we want to talk about before I let you go? Nope, I think that's it. All right. Well, it was a good job on keeping it tight this week. Uh, uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, stick around. We'll go to another city. We're heading uh, to Brooklyn, Iowa, uh, to talk HLV baseball with uh, Coach Hensdorf. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Well, you had a, 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 a an exciting week. Uh, let's just go over the results. Yeah, so uh, Monday we had Sigourney, um, and and it was uh, it was a good game. I mean, I think we played well. Uh, they're number two or number two for a reason. They, uh, they're gritty. They fight. Um, they're never out of a game. Uh, we, we got up early on them and they came back and put up some runs and the game kind of stalled at that final score there. Um, but, uh, um, I thought we played well. Yeah. I thought you, um, I, I gave you kudos for performance against a team that good. Uh, um, I thought you played them pretty well and it was a, it was a game till late in the game. Yep, yep, and it stayed a game, and I don't, I never felt like we were ever out of the game in any situation, like it never got out of our control, so um, I was proud of the kids for just kind of mentally staying into it, and at least giving ourselves a chance um, against a team like, like, uh, like well, that. Well, that was a good performance, what else you got? Uh, Monday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday wasn't, uh, wasn't as good, um, we struggled to hit the ball a lot. And uh, against Bell Plain, um, and and things just snowballed behind a lot of uh, different things going on. Um, and then Keaton Parrott threw a, a heck of a game. Um, he he did an outstanding job on the hill for Bell Plain, and they hit the ball. They hit the ball and they hit it hard and they hit it in gaps. And uh, I think we only mustered I think three runs or three hits um, on no runs. So um, it was a tough night for us Wednesday. Uh, we had a lot of growing up to do from Wednesday. So, well, Bell Plain, uh, from what I have seen, uh, doesn't give games away. Uh, when they don't win, they don't score, but they always pitch good and they always field good. And uh, I have seen it a night where they put it all together and uh, uh, pretty dang impressive. And that parrot kid's a great one too. So, uh, uh, but where there's a lot of ups and downs. Well, did did you have any more games this last week? Yeah, we played. Uh, we played Friday night. Um, we played Friday against BGM, and and that was an absolute long barn burner of a ball game. Um, we went 13 innings in that game. Holy cow! And uh, I went through. I think both teams went through. Had three pitchers on the mound. Um, I had two guys that went went the distance as far as pitch count goes. Um, and there was well over 400 pitches between both teams thrown. So it was it was an absolute uh, back and forth game. It was one run the whole time. We'd get up one, maybe two, and then they'd fight back. They'd claw back. They got into it. And then we'd get back up, and they got into it. And it stalled around the sixth inning at three to three. And nothing changed from that point forward until the 13th inning. Uh, we got our bats going. We got on time with a few pitches. And and we scored seven in the 13th, and that really gave us the edge we needed to pull that one out. But uh, it was a hard-fought ball game by both teams, um, and it was a great night for baseball. So that, uh, we, we, were, we were lucky to come up on the right side of that one. So. That is exactly what I'm talking about in the sickle. It's always a great game, and it might take 13 innings, and it might be a walk-off homer or a suicide squeeze, 
or something because you just it just takes all the little tiny things all the laden along and everything has to go and you got to get it a little luck uh and the call's got to go your way and because those are i don't care who's playing each other in that sickle outside of linville solely uh and everybody's everybody's all these good teams that Sigourney's playing and getting wins out they're all hard-fought wins by Sigourney too so i mean uh uh it's a you got a tough conference don't you yeah, it, it it really is. It's a really well balanced conference, um, and it, and it's a fun conference to play in. Uh, win or lose, I mean the games are always always a hard fought ball game, and they're a lot of fun to beat. It um, sometimes it gets your blood pressure up Friday night. I don't think my heart's beat that hard in a long time. Um, it, it's hard for kids to stay in a game that long, so I was just really proud of everybody that uh, that focused and stayed in on a on a long long game, um, and I was really proud of it. Well, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the performers last week. Who were the, who were the, what players really performed well for you on the week as a whole? Um, well, we've, we've got, uh, we've got my, my three or four guys that they stay pretty consistent throughout the whole week. Uh, um, and then I had, I had some guys really step up this week. Um, Probably a name you haven't heard a ton of yet. Um, he's his name is Brody Sternhagen. He's finally figuring out how to uh, how to get the bat on the ball, and he's super fast. So hey, he's he's stepping up for us there. Well, I saw him um, play. And, I like him. Yep. And then uh, and then my my outfielders um, have done a really really good job this year, and they did an outstanding job for us um, in that uh, thirteen inning game, and did really really well for us against uh, Sigourney on Monday. Um, making plays when they need to make plays. And then uh, another one that really shines from Friday night especially is uh, Briar Jack. Um, he's, in the, he's an eighth grader. He's a good player. He's, he he's one of these eighth graders I was talking to Coach Crawford about a little bit ago. Yeah, he, he really is. He's a, he's a good baseball player. He's pound um, for pound the best baseball player. Yeah, there's not a lot of pounds there. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he he had a he, he I think he and at some point in the game had kind of a, a mental break because he had a couple of errors against that game. But what he doesn't understand or didn't understand is is that he had eleven balls hit at him in a in a thirteen inning game, and he made I think he got uh, three putouts and five assists. Um, so for an eighth grader to stay in mentally like that for us, and then he he shined on the plate for us against Brooklyn as well. Um, like he had three hits and an RBI, and they were in big time spots. So for for him to be as young as he is, and to be able to just have that kind of poise as an eighth grader, shows a lot about uh, his growth and what he's going to be uh, in the future. So um, he's stepped up for us as well. And then uh, Peyton Roth, I got to give give a little bit to him. He was put in a position to be have his first start against on the on the hill against Sigourney due to. Uh, our ejection the week before um, I had to start Peyton Roth against a, a Sigourney team. And he's never started a high school baseball on the Hill before. And he handled himself very well. So um, I've got a few guys that are starting to step into a role and they're starting to take responsibility for things. And, and I think that that's uh, a lot of growth and it shows good growth on our team. And, and we've got a, a good future ahead of us. Well, uh, it's been an exciting week. Uh, what, what are we looking forward to this week? Uh, we have uh, Monty on Monday. Or no, I'm sorry, North Mahaska on Monday, Monty on Wednesday, and then Colfax on Thursday. Well, uh, 
Uh, see what you can do about keeping Nash Smith in the yard because it ain't easy. Yeah, no, he's he's he swings he swings well. He's um, but, one of the uh, prettiest swings I've seen all year long. Uh, yes, he. Uh, yeah, no, those are the three we have, and and they're going to be tough games, just like every game, every year, every week. Um, but uh, I, I think that uh, I think we can get into a ball game, and we might be able to get a one or two out of this week, and uh, maybe go into postseason with some success and some confidence, and see what we can do on making a run. So. Coach, any, every team that goes out on the field in the sickle's got a chance, unless they're playing Linville solely. To be honest with you, uh, yep, yep. I mean, they're just uh, they're great games. If you can get to any of these games, you got to do it because it's just I'm having the time of my life watching this. Because I just get to sit down and see, uh, it's like a painting, you know, being drawn in front of me every game. And it's always comes out beautiful. And everybody always plays good on Round Guy Radio. Well, uh, anything else before I let you go, Coach? No, I, th- I don't think so. I think we covered covered a lot of it. So. All right. Well, we're talking HLV Warriors baseball. Uh, thanks for being with us, Coach. Thank you. We're heading over to Marengo, Iowa, because we're talking to Coach Ravit, Rovit about the Iowa Valley Tigers week. Uh, welcome back to the program, Coach. Hey, how you doing? We're talking sickle. We're talking uh, 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 this week in the sickle in, in particular. So uh, uh, the, the conference has just captured my attention. It's captured my focus. Uh, I think I've seen every team in the sickle. Uh, um but uh, uh, let me know what uh, um, what your week was like. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be fun hearing about it. Yeah, last week we played BGM on Monday. We lost that one four nothing. Then we played Colfax Mingo on Wednesday. We lost that one nine to three. And then we played uh, uh, Kyoto on Friday, and we won that one four nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, what went right in that Kyoto game? Uh, I heard your defense was pretty good. Uh, uh, you just kind of just kind of finally got some points on the board and then kept expanding. Yeah. Um, we've been kind of struggling with uh, hitting at the plate all kind of for the past week and a half. Um, so really what I think worked well in the Kyoto game is we kind of just stayed within our zone. Uh, the first couple innings were a little rough. We're still trying to get used to Tanner Waterhouse, who's not one of those guys that's going to overpower you with uh, with speed on the ball. But he just – he absolutely dots um, and lets his defense play behind him. And that's just one thing. We weren't finding holes. So Yeah, I love to watch Tanner Waterhouse. He's one of my favorite pitchers to watch pitch just because of the results that he gets, the speed that he th- – I mean, just the kind of pace that he throws at. And his when his command's working and his curveball's coming off of his fastball, he's a pretty great pitcher. Yeah. But uh, uh, who did you throw against Kyoto? Uh, Nolan Kriegel. He's an eighth grader. Oh, the eighth grader, and he blanked him, huh? Yeah. What was uh, uh what was his key to? Uh, was it just pretty great defense behind him? Was he striking guys out? Did he have a good changeup? What what was working for him uh, that night? So, what was working was his slider. So I I called the pitches from the dugout, um, because especially with an eighth grader on the mound and an eighth grader behind the plate, they don't really know the, all the know about of, well, what did this guy do his last at bat? They're not looking at their swings, um. And one thing that I just one pitch that I just kept calling was his slider, and then the fastball away because they were not touching it. Um, the only unfortunate thing about Nolan being the eighth grader is I cannot throw him past ninety pitches, and 
he got to 90 in the fifth inning and I got a little worried just because I didn't really have a whole lot of pitchers left behind me. But then I brought in Kanan Knapp to finish the fifth or to finish the sixth and the seventh. And he absolutely dominated that. He really, really needed to have that outing on the mound for him. Well, uh, Sigourney has Ty Schifronic. Uh Kyoto has uh, Aiden McGuire come in and try to close games out. What? Who's your Who's your closer? And what does it mean to you to have that bull, that back end bullpen guy to finish off those close games? Because you and I have seen many games go awry uh, after a great start by the starting pitcher, and everything kind of goes goes against you when the bullpen comes in. Yeah. So last year. I didn't really have any closures, which was kind of the big issue. But this year I've got um, – so Bo Long is a senior, and he kind of took it upon himself that starting is not his thing anymore when it comes to being on the mound. He prefers to come in and close out the game. Same thing with Caden. They're both seniors, and they, they just don't really prefer to start the outing. Um, and so they both kind of told me, and I agreed with them, that they are going to be my two closers for the year. Um and it's kind of worked out perfectly. There's a few games, like when we had four games in a week, where Bo was like, yeah, I'll start today kind of thing. Um, but they thoroughly enjoy just coming in and being able to shut the door on people. Yeah, uh, I, I like Bo Long in that role because he works hard. He works real hard as a pitcher. And if he could, he didn't have to worry about pitching four or five innings, he could just let it all hang out in just one inning, and uh, uh, that way he wouldn't have totally overexert himself and still pretty much get uh, the best of him. I think that uh, that's a good role. And, and uh, he was smart for, and you guys were smart for coming up with that plan. Yeah. Well, uh, eighth graders, you know, I'm seeing all these eighth graders. Now I would imagine just throughout high school, or let's just say Iowa high school, maybe one in 20 eighth graders starts a varsity game in a season, you know, but, yeah. but I'm talking, I'm seeing, Wilton Beavers uh, utilizing eighth graders. You got an eighth grader, one of the starting pitcher workhorses for Sigourney. I mean, all, all these teams are playing eighth graders. You're taking advantage of eighth graders. Uh, I think that bodes well for the future of the game, and it's really uh, an invaluable experience uh, uh, for them. Uh, uh, HLV has a great eighth grader, uh, pound for pound best player in baseball, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what's going on with these youth guys and and, and it, uh, uh, these kids are taking advantage of their opportunities, aren't they? So I have six eighth graders that play on play on varsity and they get consistent time. Um, and what really is great about all of them is their maturity level. Um, so like Mason and Chance, they're twins and or triplets. Their sister is a varsity starter on the softball team, um, but they are workhorses they do not care what position they play they do not care how many at-bats they get they just want to be on the field contributing to their team and their brother Garrett Hoyt he's the same way he if he's struggling at the plate he wants to be able to play defense so he can help out as much as he can um but just these kids what was what's awesome about is last year we won the conference for junior high we we lost one game to BGM and it was on a rainy a rainy Friday that we didn't want to play anyway. Um, but they all they they work their butts off and they are always ready to work and they're always learning and that's what I really really love about this eighth grade class. 
Well, you guys get in this sickle, if you're just outside of Sigourney and Linville Sully, and Sigourney wins these hard-fought battles against all these really good teams. Uh, but what is the deal with this? Everybody beats each other. You're one-and-one one with Kyoto. Uh, Kyoto's one-and-one one with Highland, one-and-one one with, you know, this team and that team. And, and that seems to be the case as each other beat each other up. But nobody has, has broke this logjam, have they? No, no, and I was kind of looking at it. You got a definite one and a definite two in the conference of Linville, Soli, and Sigourney. But then everyone else after that, it's anybody's game. Uh, that's just the great thing about the sickle is that everyone's so evenly matched that it's a new – there's going to be a new person in, the, in that two or three spot every single year. Well, this battle for number three is the the epic battle of of the entire season it's all kind of you know i, I kind of thought somebody north mahaska or somebody would break out you know or yeah. you know you see a team start to get some momentum with the win but it's like win one lose one and it just goes like that for for i don't know like six of these teams that are fighting for that number three spot isn't it yeah um I'm looking at North Mahaska, and they had they had a long week last week. They had five, ga- four games. They had EV, Montezuma, Sigourney, and they had Montezuma twice, actually. Um, and it's just like, like you said, I agree. I think North Mahaska, especially with Nash Smith as that leader on that team, they should be coming out and doing something with that. But they. Them and Monty are a clear three right now in the standings. So it'll be it'll be great to see how the end of the season wraps up with everyone. Well, it's uh, like Final Jeopardy where all the scores can really change as we go into this last couple of weeks. Uh, let's talk about the week ahead of you. I don't. Most of the coaches I'm talking to are playing three games a week and have got a chance to set their rotations up. Is that the case with you guys? I have we have two games. Oh, so just two games. Just two. Monday we were supposed to play Tri County, but they don't have a team this year, so we have Monday off. Okay. And boys the boys and I decided that we were gonna do a, a Saturday practice, so we worked hard yesterday and I'm giving them Monday off and then we're back to work Tuesday afternoon for practice. Um and then we go to we play Bell Plain on Wednesday and that's a home game. And then on Friday, we play English Valleys. All right. Well, I appreciate you being with us, Coach. And uh, anything we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about? Uh, players that are hot right now. So one one person that's been absolutely killing it, and I talked about it last week too, is Caleb Hawk. Every single week. Something well, we talk seems- about Caleb Hawk every week on this channel. Oh, my gosh. Every week, I'm telling you, he's getting better and better. And as a sophomore, that is a great thing to see. Um, Bo Long, had, he struggled last week, but this or the week before last week. But these past three games that he played, he's coming around. He's, he's starting to figure out where he's at. Um, so really, really happy with how the boys are playing so far. Yeah, the big men are hitting. Uh, any, yeah. uh, uh, it just seems like like Evan Vivito down there, he's starting to, to heat up. The the big guys are starting really uh they've had the at bats and they've grinded yep. it out and their timing's getting better. Uh anybody else you want to mention, Coach? Uh nope, that's it. All right. Well thanks for being with us and enjoy Thank this you. trip uh uh down the South Eastern uh, uh Cedar League, right? 
South Iowa Cedar League. South Iowa Cedar League, the sickle. Uh, we've got coaches from all of them. We're going to listen to it. Thanks. And we're heading to Sigourney, Iowa to coach talk to Coach Crawford about the Sigourney Savages, who uh, uh, had an outstanding week. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. We had four tough games that you came out uh, uh, the better of it, uh, a little over 500 anyway. Uh, uh, welcome to the program, and, and let's just get right into talking about last week. Yeah, okay. We uh, we started the week with HLV. We were up at third place. Uh, we ended up winning that game 9-5. to five. Uh, We had, you know, Reed Molnix on the mound, and he actually threw pretty decent. Uh, we ended up pulling him and putting Jake Moore in. Uh, for some reason, our defense just didn't, didn't perform well in the first inning. I'm not sure if it was a Monday or what was going on, but uh, we spotted him five in the first two innings, and then uh, kind of Jake Moore came in and just shut him down, and uh, we ended up winning that game nine to five uh, behind Jake. And I believe we brought in Ty Schifronic at the end there. So then we traveled to Pleasantville uh, on Tuesday. That was an adventure because we were we were running late uh, with construction and everything. That was an adventure. Um, played JV first over there, so the varsity had a little time to to get ready and stuff, but. Uh, pretty good squad by Coach Card over there. They were, I think they're like 15 and five right now, something like that. 16 and five, something like that. Pretty good squad by them. Um, and they have a younger bunch as well. Uh, we pitched uh, Chase Clarahan, I believe, for about five innings, uh, and, and Chase did a really good job of keeping the Pleasantville batters off balance, and they didn't catch up to him late. I think you know when we pulled him, it was a three to one game. Um, and Pleasant being Pleasantville being a two A, you know, I think that's a pretty good pretty good outing by Chase as an eighth grader. That's Chase uh, exclusively pitches against two A teams, doesn't he? Yeah, he pretty much. We've been talking about this a lot. He has a he basically has a no decision against Don Bosco, which Max Phillips took the win in that one, and then uh, his losses are you know Davis County, Pleasantville, and Pella not Pella Christian. Who was the other one? Albernet. Yeah, Albernet. Albernet. I, I, I just talked to Coach played them this week. Uh, yeah. Talk about how tough they were. So I mean, it's you know, it's it's pretty deceiving when you look at his stuff, and he's zero and three with a four point three ADRA. I mean, he's playing. He's pitched only against two A's in Don Bosco. So, um, really trying to prepare him. You know, he, he's kind of becoming a bulldog for us uh, in, as an eighth grader. Uh, I truly believe, you know, in the future, these these games are really going to help him uh, develop as a pitcher in the in the coming years. So one out of twenty uh, eighth graders even starts a high school game once. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, so we, and we've, be, got, we've got some good eighth graders. So well, there's a lot of eighth graders out here in this league that I'm seeing that I'm impressed with. Short stops, guys that can hit, guys that can get hits with two outs, guys that can get up in the air, guys with arms. Uh, Guys that can throw the ball from left field to the catcher. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, the yeah. Young eighth graders and freshmen that are in this league and what they're doing. Right. I agree. Uh, Pleasantville, we brought Max Phillips in. He gave up two runs. We ended up losing the game 5-1, to one, which I wasn't – you know, I'd never like to lose, obviously, but a 5-1 you know, to one loss to a team that – I think they had put uh, like a 20-run game on North Mahaska. Earlier in the year, so 
I was pretty happy with that result, even though it's a loss. Uh, we played North Mahaska the next yeah, night. I didn't hear about that. I was impressed with that win. Uh, I've seen North Mahaska play unbelievably well, uh, um, but you guys were able to get on them, and I heard Caden Clarahan hit a home run in that game. Yep, Caden Clarahan had a home run in the game and, and pitched. I think he had 10 Ks on the night. Uh, you know, defensively, I thought we, we did a very good job. I, we, had, we had a couple errors in the infield. They kind of gave them their runs, in my opinion. Um, but we did a good job, you know, running the bases, putting the ball in play. And Caden pretty much shut them down pitching-wise. And we brought Ty Schronick in, I think, for like four pitches to end the game because Caden was running out of gas. So, uh, And then Friday, we traveled up to Belle Plaine. Uh, not a great hitting game by either team. Uh, I thought our defense and our pitching played really well. Uh, we had Reed Mullix back on the mound. Since he didn't get a full outing on Monday, we put him back in on Friday. Uh, and he, he gave us 78 pitches and got us into the fifth inning, I believe. And then we brought Ty Schifronik in to finish the game. And very similar to North Mahaska, except for the fact we didn't hit the, we did not hit the ball really well. Um, but our, our pitching and our defense was spot on. And that was very encouraging um, to know, you know, we only had two or three hits in the game and still – Still scrapped away four runs and, you know, held them to two. So uh, very happy with our pitching and defense is right now. Uh, and obviously we need to keep working on our hitting and getting a rhythm with that. But otherwise the kids are doing pretty well. Uh, we're sitting at 12 and five right now. And um, of our five losses, I believe four of them are to two A's. So yeah, I feel pretty yeah, good about where, feel yeah, pretty no, good about where we're good. sitting. Bell Plains a good team. I've seen them play really well. And they, yep, they uh, are a good uh, team. Even when they don't win, it's because they don't score. It's not because they don't pitch good or feel good. Uh, yeah, and, and I talked to their coach about that. I mean, there's you, you look at the different pitching matchups and who's pitching for who and at what times. It make, it plays a factor. I mean, we, did, we didn't see Nash Smith for North Mahaska. Uh, we also didn't see, you know, Owen Cook for uh, – Montezuma, so you know, we didn't see a couple of the good pitchers out there. We didn't see we didn't see the Hensdorf kid for HLV or their yeah. or their number two. He's so I mean, pitching, pitching, pitching matchups make a huge difference in the sickle about who's on the mound and who's not. Yes, and it's who your opponent is. You know, you know, um, but yep. that's baseball, man. I mean, yep, you're going to play baseball. 25, 30 games. You're going to lose a game or two or ten. You know. Yep. Yep. Uh, just because they, they got their guy, they're, they're rested and you're not. They're, we're winded and they're not. And the other way, you're going to get a few wins that same way. So, uh, yep, yep. There's a lot of yin and yang in baseball, and it's a long season, and and uh, the season ain't a single game, that's for sure. Uh, and there's going to be games where your team just don't feel good, and you're not going to win those games, no matter what happens. Uh, well, we call those biorhythms. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, there's teams when they play good. Well, we let's uh, uh, well let's let's talk about the performers from last week. Uh, you know, performance wise, obviously, you know, Caden Clarehan had a a decent week. You know, between pitching and hitting, uh, I really think Ty Shafronik's coming around uh, as far as his hitting is is starting to ramp up a little bit. Uh, you know, Brady Clark for us has been. One of our consistent ball players, uh, even though he bats out of the nine hole, it's kind of by design uh, the way we think about things. And, you know, he's really came into his own defensively, especially. Brady had an awesome week defensively. I mean, Bell Plain had a couple things go wrong, but I mean, 
you know, defensively, he has really stepped up for us here in the last uh, last week or two as far as, uh, you know, his play at second base. Um, you know, we, we've got some younger kids. I think our outfield is really coming to its own. I think Isaac Bruns is getting really comfortable in center field um, with some things we've been talking with him about. Um, and then, you know, having, you know, Reed Molnex is a veteran out there and is only a junior, and then Max Phillips and Wright um, has played a – Played a huge factor, people not running on him. So uh, we just, I, I think we've gotten, you know, you look at our stats, you look at our stuff. I mean, you, you, you see, you know, we, we don't hit it well all the time. Uh, but, but I think, you know, we're, we're kind of built on pitching and defense and being scrappy. Uh, we, were, we were really aggressive on the base paths this week, which uh, I was really happy to see. We, we did a lot of great things on the bases, took advantage of some, other teams uh, mistakes so uh, like where we're going with the last two weeks here uh three games next week with uh Kyoto Evie and then we travel to PCM for another two-way game uh to end the week so I like the challenge at the end there obviously the challenge at the beginning with with Kyoto being a you know SK football and everything and natural rival and stuff so well, that's be a big a, game yeah. coming up well I got a little breaking news for you uh if you can handle it Sure. You got two players of the week on your roster. Uh, oh, do I? <laughs> you do. Uh, one of them is uh, the leading candidate for the Roll Age Relief Man of the Year Award, Mr. Tysha Fromick. Uh, yeah. Aiden McGuire down there in Kyoto's got is three for three on saves, so he's trying to nip at his heels a little bit. But uh, I can't see any relief pitcher uh, of all the teams that I've seen uh, have the effect that Tysha Fromick has on the team. Uh, he gets hit for you when you need it. He plays great defense. Uh, but he comes in, you know, to finish off those games. And nobody <laughs> understands how tough that is to get those last three outs, those last four outs, hell, those last two outs. It's it's unbelievably hard to do. And it's a pressure situation that all, not all pitchers can handle. Uh, and then I want to I also uh, give the Offensive Player of the Week award to Caden Clarahan for uh, not just this week, but uh, – uh, is uh, hitting his, I believe, fourth home run, is it? Yeah, fourth home run. I think he's in the top five in, the, in Class 1A now for home runs. And, uh, you know, he's, he's he started really, really hot at the beginning of the season. He cooled off a little bit. And we're really hoping that he, uh, you know, after this week, he kind of picked it up again and uh, gets things going again here for us. Well, he's making, making a big connection there. And when he, when he does connect with the ball, the ball travels. And yeah. uh, uh, about more than anybody I've seen, uh, uh, Nash Smith uh, uh, is in that category too. But uh, yeah, he about hit me at Bell Plain there, Dave. He, he he shot one down the third baseline at me, and it had me going 95 mile an hour because I didn't see it to the last five foot for about hit. Well, me, so. I really noticed that <laughs> about a ball coming off of a, a, a bat. But well, we better get into talking about this week. Uh, 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 and it's going to start off with one of these round guy rivalry games of the week Monday. Uh, that is a, a mandatory viewing, mandatory round guy radio presence uh, as the Kyoto Eagles are going to come in and play the Sigourney Savages. And they got uh, Aiden Anderson coming, uh, the left-handers, uh, going to start against you. Uh, let's walk through that game a little bit. Well, you know, you know, the first game, you know, over there in Kyoto, it was it was a tight ball game. I mean, it was a it was a defensive game, and uh, you know, we had Reed pitching on the mound back then, and in that game, and you know, it was a defensive game. I thought we 
we got some timely hits and some timely base running and um you know i think we just pulled away there at the end and reed Molnix had a reed Molnix had a home run i believe to make it three to two and then kind of we added a couple more runs and you know I, I i kind of expect the same thing a defensive battle and um you know a tight ball game i mean i i think both teams just step up for this game and play at a different level and you know let the cards lie, lie where they land so well it's, be a good uh, game. it's always exciting to be at that game whether it's in kyoto or sigourney because it just feels like a big game doesn't it i mean there's such a big crowd and and there'll be people everywhere surrounding that that field uh there's a there's a lot of great viewing uh in the beyond the center field and and right and left field areas a lot of people like to camp out on that hill it's a fun place to see a game isn't it yeah and i think i think that really you know it's decent it's good decent baseball for one um but i also think you know the relationship between the communities and obviously you know sk football sk wrestling you know all those different things play a factor too and uh you know both communities kind of know both teams and both athletes and they kind of pay attention to them so it, it, it does become a a bigger game for each each side well uh evan vivito is going to come to town uh he'll be batting third or fourth uh, uh he's been hitting third uh his bat has been uh, uh coming around and he's been driving the ball hard when he's making contact and He's barreling balls up and knocking them up against the wall, if not out. Uh, uh, how are you guys going to have to handle him and the other players? Uh, how are you going to be able to um, – and if their defense plays as good as they're capable of, they this I'm really thinking this is going to be a fun game. Well, Dave, I'm not going to give you bulletin board material to let Coach McCombs post. So I, th- I think I think Evan Vinito is an awesome kid. Love talking to him during football season and baseball season, but uh, – uh, we're we're gonna we're going into it like any other game and try to get outs. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got after that game? Uh, we have English Valley on Wednesday, who uh, you know played us tough the first time. We go up to their place on Wednesday, and then uh, Friday we kind of travel into the unknown. We're going to go play PCM for I think one of the first times. Um, I don't think we've played them in maybe ten or twelve years. So we're going to go over there and play them, and that's kind of the Tri County replacement game for us. So. Okay. We wanna, we wanna, you know, we wanna be able to play Friday and get a game in. So, so we're gonna see what we can do there too. That's in uh, Prairie City. Prairie City. Okay. All right. Well, coach, anything we didn't get to talk about that we you wanted to? No, just you know, appreciate your coverage and appreciate fans uh, listening in and uh, traveling games with us. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. All right. Thanks, Dave. Well, we're here with Coach uh, Kelderman. Of the North Mahaska Warhawks. Welcome program, Coach. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, how's the season been going? Uh, up and down a little bit. Um, we've had some really good ball games where we've played good baseball, and we've had some games where we didn't look so good. And uh, lately, we've, I, we kind of turned the corner a little bit, I think, as far as just defensively, we've been a lot more consistent. So I hope that that trend continues. Well, as I got and watched every game every night, and the team that's playing the best defense wins almost every one of them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, high school baseball, if you limit walks, you limit the errors, uh, you're pretty well going to be in most ball games. And uh, we try to keep it simple and, and just make the routine play. And uh, we've been, you know, uh, in most ball games where we've been successful, we've played good defense. And uh, and limited walks and, and hit batsmen. I mean, again, if you get 
give up a lot of free passes. Usually those th kind of things come back to bite you in the butt. And, uh, yeah, you want to limit those things whenever you can. Well, I, I've seen a lot of sickle games, and outside of Linville Sully, it seems like anybody could beat anybody on any night, and that's exactly what I see, all, all kinds of competitive games. Well, let's just go over tonight's game. Uh, who are you starting tonight? Uh, we'll start Nash Smith on the mound. Um, you know, we'll... Uh, we kind of got to play a little bit of uh, pitch count rule for the week. Uh, we've we've got four uh, four games, four nights, so uh, we got to be smart, um, you know. And that's the tough part with uh, some 1A baseball times. You you kind of got to plan ahead, and sometimes it's it's good to plan ahead, and sometimes it bites you in the butt. And uh, you'd have a rain out or something, you wish you would have done things differently. But uh, that's Mike just Tyson how it works. always says everybody's got to plan until they get punched in the mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's go over the batting order for tonight. Uh, tonight, uh, we'll start with uh, Nate Sampson, top of the lineup, uh, playing shortstop. We'll then go to uh, Drake Hall playing center field. Uh, we'll go to Ben Johannes behind the plate catching. Nash Smith on the mound uh, pitching. Nolan Anderson at first base uh, batting fifth. Uh, Jack Kelderman playing second batting sixth. Lucas Nanakoven will be in left batting seventh. Uh, batting eighth will be Carter Lake, who's playing third base and batting ninth in the lineups. Hunter Wernley, who's playing right field. All right, well, thanks for being with us, Coach. Yep, thank you. Well, we're here at the Packwood Locker pregame show in Kyoto, Iowa. Familiar territory with us, but we've got uh, probably the last conference team that's coming in here that I haven't seen yet, and the BGM Bears. we got the head coach here. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Jake Tibbetts. N nice, to, nice to, to meet you, Coach. Well, haven't got a chance to see the team yet. I don't know really too much about them. Can you uh, let me know how the season's gone for you? Uh, we're a little slow out of the gates, um, but we're starting to play some better ball. We're starting to play play some defense behind our pitchers. Our, our bats are starting to come around, so um, we like where we are. We like which way we're trending right now. Well, every every team really seems to have validated their their particular defense has really come up lately. Well, uh, let's talk about your pitching. I want to know who's pitching tonight, and then a little bit overview of your pitching staff. Uh, Jake Maurer's going tonight. He's he's our ace. Um, he does a really good job. He throws strikes. Um, has, has a nice curveball. Um, you know, he, he has the ability to strike people out. I wouldn't call him a strikeout pitcher. Uh, he trusts his defense. Like I said, he, he puts it over the plate and, and challenges the hitters. Well, uh, is there any other guys that might come out of the bullpen, like for example, Keaton Wynn did for the San Francisco Giants last uh, night. I'm a big Giants fan, so I got to watch that last night. It was fun. Yeah, it was um, uh, at a shortstop tonight, Dom Coleman could come out. He's another guy. He's definitely not a strikeout pitcher, but he, he gets it over the plate. Um, Bo Burns at third base. He he could come in and uh, Kale Coburn starting in right field. He's really done a really nice job for us this year. Um, we could call on him as well. Uh, well, are, so, so we got. Are there any guys. pitchers that are that don't have aren't available for tonight? Yeah, Mason Mushman. He's starting behind the plate at catcher. Okay. Um, he pitched Monday. He had a complete game shutout. Well, that'd be Iowa a good Island. way to segue into talking about your defense. And I always start with the catcher uh, because it pairs up with the pitching so well. Uh, we're looking for a guy behind the plate that can block the ball. We're looking for a guy that can call a good game. A guy that can maybe keep the runners in check. What do we got back here? Yeah, that's Mason Mushman for you. He works his tail off. Does a great job with his pitchers. He's thrown out about a dozen runners this year. 
um, and he doesn't let much buy him. I mean, that, he he kind of said it all right there. That, that's what he does. Takes a lot of pride. That's back what a good there. catcher does in yeah. my book. He takes a lot of pride back there, and, and, and uh, you know, still once a week gets called on to go to the other side of the plate. And well, let, let's and talk pitch. about the, their corner infielders, your first baseman and your and your third baseman. Um, the hot corners. Yep. Over there. Tonight at third, it's Bo Burns. He's a freshman. He's having a really nice year. Um, really starting to find his bat. And at first, it's it's Griffin Berry. He's done a really nice job defensively. He's getting hit for tonight in the DH spot, but um, defensively, he's doing a really nice job at first. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about that double play combination, the shortstop and second baseman. What we got there? Yeah, at shortstop, um, Dom Coleman. He's he's kind of Mr. Uh, utility. He'll play short. He played third on Monday. He can go to the outfield. Um, that's where he will probably end up Friday if, if, our, if our pitching stays intact. So he can play everywhere, and he does a good job everywhere. And then in second, um, it's just kind of Mr. Consistent, Kieran Sikora. Does a really nice job at second base. Does a really nice job at the plate. Um, you know, this is this is fourth year, third year starting at second base. Next year, he'll end up being a four-year starter there. Just, just uh, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent there. All right. Well, uh, for people, folks like you and me, who see a lot of high school baseball games, the outfield defense really, literally, seems to be the difference uh, in almost all the games that I play. You know, if the outfielder misses it, it's just too, too, too devastating to almost come back from, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, well, what do we got out there in the outfield? Tonight, left to right. Left is Logan Heishman. He's a senior. Does a really nice job. Plays with a ton of energy. Pretty aggressive out there. In center, it's Dakota Heishman. Um, he's had a really nice year. Once once we moved him there, he, he's kind of taken that job and not looked back. Uh, just gets to everything. Sees bats off the ball really well. And then in right uh, is Kill Coburn. Um, he's done a really nice job. That that spot was kind of open at the start of the year, and he he kind of took it and ran. So um, we really like the way our outfield's playing right now. Right, well, let's go over the lineup tonight. Um, well, shit. Just <laughs> bottom, yeah. Uh, so our senior Jake, who's on the mound, he's hitting leadoff. He's exactly what you want out of uh, out of a leadoff hitter. Um, gets on base, knows the zone, able to steal some bases. Um, and then our, our two through five has done a really, really nice job hitting the ball, driving guys around. Um, we like to steal if, if, if we can. Um, you know, we, they're, they're pretty athletic. They get good reads on the pitcher. Um, and then the bottom of our order is really starting to come around. You know, Kale Coburn's really starting to see the ball pretty well. Uh, Tucker Wright is DHing. He's kind of just a contact machine. You're not going to see a lot of power out of him, but he's going to put it put it uh, out there and, and make the defense make a play. Um, and Dakota Heishman in the nine hole, he's, he's kind of that really nice second leadoff where if he gets on, um, you know, stolen base is going to be there. And, um, you know, he's maybe our best athlete in the well, nine you, hole. You got me believe we got a lot of talent on this team. Uh. <laughs> I, I like to think so, too. Well, let me ask you a little uh, a side question here. Uh, 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 Keaton Wynn, yep. like 20 miles away from here. Oh, yeah. Next school southeast of here. That's right. Uh, does it kind of make you feel like every ball diamond leads to the majors? And, and what does that mean for people of Iowa to see a kid like Keaton Wynn come in and get a four-out save like an old-school Raleigh Fingers or Lee Smith yeah. or something like that? Uh, no, it, it's really cool. And, it, you know, like you said, every ball diamond, it can lead to the majors. You know, if you get the work ethic and – and, and prepare and prepare and prepare and when you get that chance 
Um, you don't, you know, you just keep keep working, and, and when that break presents itself, um, you know, it, it's not luck. It's the break presented itself, and you put in years of work to to be able to come through when, when you get when you get called upon, and, and you know, clearly he's done that, and, and, and now look where he is. So, well, a major league come from anywhere, including 1A right here that's in, right. in Iowa. That's right. All right, well, thanks for being with us, Coach. You bet. Well, we're back in uh, Kyoto, Iowa, uh, as the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, presents high school baseball and today's pregame show. Uh, we're with the head coach of the Bell Plain Plainsman. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Matthew Mangler. Well, uh, I've heard uh, I've interviewed some coaches that played you. Said you gave them pretty tough games. Uh, sounds like your team has really good defense and really good pitching. Uh, 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 I've seen where you've had eight, eight or ten hits in a game and only scored one run. So you're not getting the, the timely hitting that you need. But uh, don't know that much about your team. Tell me, look, tell me about your team. Let's start with the pitching. Uh, pitching this year, we've got three three guys that we feel very confident in a varsity game. Uh, Keaton Parrott is our ace. Um, he'll be throwing tonight. Uh, he's a senior. Uh, Ty Alcott, sophomore, uh, shut out English Valleys last week. And then Nate Hoover uh, pitched fairly well against Iowa Valley and Benton community when he's gotten the opportunity so far. All right, well, uh, every pitching staff needs a good catcher. Got to block the ball, call a good game, throw somebody out. Well, who we got behind the plate? Uh, Jack Schwenz, our catcher. Uh, senior, he's caught since he was a freshman been around the game a long time he, he knows how to call a game and knows how to handle the pitching staff very well all right well what about your first baseman and your third baseman the corner infielder uh brock dodd our first baseman been manning that bag here for the last couple of years uh tonight we've got nate hoover over at third um his first real chance to start over there at third base but has done a good job holding that down so far. Okay, well, what about your double combination? You're up the middle, guys. Shortstop, second baseman. Uh, Ty Alcott's our sec or our shortstop, and then Canyon Schwab is our second baseman. Did a very good. He's kind of our utility guy. I can throw him anywhere we need to, and tonight he's at second base. Okay. Well, uh, I've noticed a lot with high school baseball. It's the defense that's played in the outfield that tends to to make the difference in the game. Uh, as the ball gets by the uh, uh, infielder, there's somebody at first base. Gets by the outfielder, and it could be the whole shebang. Uh, who do we got in the outfield? You got anybody with range, with good instincts, maybe somebody with a good arm? Uh, Rhett Parrott's in left field. Got good speed. He reads the ball very well off the bat. Uh, Connor Tim in center. He's been out there for three years now. Uh, he he's, gets good jumps on the ball, and he's also got a lot, quite a lot of speed. Uh, and then we've got Will Sankett out in right tonight, who threw a kid out at third base against Iowa Valley last Friday. All right, well, you got, uh, let's talk about the hitting. Uh, the top of the order guys, the guys with speed, the guys that like to get on base, guys that make contact, don't strike out. Who do we got in the top of the order? Uh, so we've got Red Parrot leading off for us, followed by Connor Tim. And both those guys, you know, like I said, they've got quite a bit of speed and they, they you know, we count on them to get on base for us. Well, we got those RBI guys in the middle, the three, four, five guys. Uh, 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 they're, you know, the, the guys that, that you need to get the big hits to, to drive in the runs. What do we got there? Uh, Ty Alcott hitting in the three hole. Canyon Schwab was the second team infielder in the sickle last year, hitting fourth, and then Jack Schwinn hitting fifth. Okay. Well, what about the bottom of the order? What do you got there? Uh, six would be Will Sankett. He was second on the team in RBIs last year, and he only played maybe half the games. Um, Nate Hoover hitting seventh, Brock Dodd hitting eighth, 
And those are a couple of guys who've hit the ball very well to start the year. And then Keaton Parrott hitting in the nine hole. Okay. Well, what do we got on the bench? You got anybody with speed for pinch running? You got anybody that might come in and get a bat, maybe get come in and provide some late inning defense? Um, Wade Sankett's one that's on the bench that, you know, I feel very comfortable bringing him into any aspect of, of the game. He can catch. He can pitch. He could probably play just about anywhere I needed him to. Well, uh, you're, are you familiar with the Coyote Eagles? Have you played here before? Uh, we haven't played them since last year, but, you know, they, they are usually a pretty solid club, and I expect it to be a good game tonight. Well, what's going to be the key for you guys to, to come out of here with a victory tonight? Well, like you've mentioned, we've been missing out on some of the timely hitting, and so it's going to be taking advantage. You know, we've gotten guys on base, but taking advantage of those opportunities and making sure we cash in some runs. All right. Well, is there any way to follow the Bell Plains Plainsman? Uh, is it a radio station or streaming or Facebook or social media or anything? Um, Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at BPBaseball13. Um, other than that, I do bi-weekly interviews with 1410KGRN out of Grinnell. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, Coach. Yep. Well, we've got Coach Dakota McCombs here. Uh, you got another uh, home game and just before you hit the road for quite a bit. Uh, uh, I got uh, Bubby here as my, my co-host, but uh, I'll ask you the first question. Uh, who's going to pitch tonight? Uh, Aiden Anderson is going to pitch tonight. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can get him out of 90 so he can pitch again Friday, but, uh, you know, we're going to have to see what he does. So, you know, we've got to win the game you're in, so we'll see where, where we're at when he hits 90. Okay, Bubby, you got a question? Uh, what do you think can be, beat these guys? You know, I I think we can beat them. I think we just need to uh, need to play solid defense and uh, and uh, make sure we're getting the ball in play. We're not not striking out much. I think we're gonna play a little bit different brand of baseball than what we've been used to playing, and uh, we're really working on that a lot. And I think I think you guys will both notice the difference here pretty pretty early on. So well, uh, I've noticed. I've, I've interviewed the Iowa Valley coach who played them. I've interviewed uh, uh, Lee Crawford who played them. Uh, they got pretty good pitching and they got pretty good defense. They're struggling. To get the hits when they uh, uh, really need them, but uh, I think they put eight or eight or nine uh, uh, base hits on the board uh, uh, and only scored one run against Iowa Valley. So uh, I know runs might be coming a premium tonight. Uh, what are we gonna? How are you gonna scratch and manufacture some runs? Tonight? You know, if you can't tell by the grass, the grass is a little bit thicker here towards home plate. If that tells you anything about what our, what our plan is for the night. <laughs> well, you got another question for him, Bubby? No. All right. Well. Uh, Thanks for being with us and good luck tonight. Yep, thank you.